Hi socials, welcome to the Fashion Boss Show, a podcast for business owners in fashion and those who want to become one. My name is Adriana Morena and I'm a fashion designer and online business expert. So if you're a shop owner, fashion designer or one in the making, this podcast is for you. We talk about social media strategies, mindset, productivity, creating multiple income streams, scaling your business and lots more. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey socials, welcome to the very first episode of the Fashion Boss Show. And I'm starting with this wonderful guest <laughs> from the brand Kim Dave Priscilla. I'm so excited you're here. Thank you for coming and joining this. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. <laughs> so just tell us about you. Where are you coming from? What are you doing? And yeah, give us a tea. Uh, my name is Priscilla Ogban of Kim Dave Designs. I am a Nigerian women's wear designer based in the UK, even though I was brought up in Nigeria. I currently uh, create digital content about like fashion design from fabric sourcing, pattern cutting, as well as sort of my journey of running my own brand. And in sharing all of that, I help to like inform people about like careful garment creation, and also help them appreciate clothes even more because fast fashion and the industry today has just made clothes so cheap. And I'm like, there's a lot of work that goes into it. So through my tutorials, through the pieces I make, the stories I tell with my collections, I think the aim for me is to inform people that in as much as you have made clothes or people have made clothes very affordable, there's a lot of work that goes into it. And I think that appreciation should be there. So that's just a bit about me. Um, I've had my brand for like a year, like the Ready to Wear brand. I've had my YouTube channel for about, I would say three to four years and it's been going really, really well. I'm very thankful for the progress I've made so far. Hence why I'm here with you today. Yes, and it goes amazing for you. So tell us about your journey. What have you done? What did you study? Did you study? When did you came to the UK and everything? So I came to the UK, I remember it was October of 2014, it was so cold when I landed in Heathrow. I was like, this is October, we've not even entered winter and it's this cold. I, I just couldn't believe how cold it was. That's my first memory of coming into London. But I came to study a fashion design diploma level. The intention was to come for initially nine months, but I studied it and I just realized that there was so much more to learn. And I think because I switched from a science background to an art background, that hunger to learn was really there. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I knew exactly where I wanted myself to be in, I say, five, 10 years from that point. So I studied microbiology initially, but I decided to make a switch, come to the UK to study fashion. After doing the diploma, I went ahead to do a BA for two years. And that brought me to about 2017. I think around that point was where I started my YouTube channel and I said interning for other brands. I worked with Judy Wu, who is like a very well-known British Chinese designer. I worked with Code K, a menswear designer as well. Then I worked with Yana Liptakova, who does like small-scale production. And from working with all these people, I was able to learn um, the real sides of running a business, uh, the mistakes to avoid, the whole like admin side that you don't really get to experience when you're in fashion school. And it was just good to see real people doing the job that I wanted to do. Hence, when I started my own brand, I had a better idea of 
what my task would be involved in day to day and what to prepare before even launching a collection. So that's sort of like the journey so far. Um, I'm hopeful it will continue to grow. The brand will continue to reach more people. Um, the stories I tell through my collection, which is about my tribe from south of Nigeria. I hope more people get to learn about us, learn about our stories, our fabrics. And yeah, basically just wear my art because that's what I call it. I call my pieces my art because they're usually very out there, like very out there. <laughs> and they are art. I love the festival collection, the, the fabrics, the cuts, everything. It's amazing. Like, honestly, I love it. Thank yeah. you. Okay, so tell us a little bit more. You just um, talked about that you're inspired from Nigeria, the Nigeria mm. where the Nigeria culture. Maybe you can give us a little bit more details about what exactly inspires you and how you come mm -hmm. up with ideas and what keeps mm. you motivated. Mm. I think my main inspiration would be my memories from my childhood and then the lifestyle of Nigerian cultures, especially the Yoruba tribe from the south where there's a lot of like petroleum and a lot of fishing and a lot of like this like water related festivals because it's the it's a state one of the states right by the atlantic ocean on the very southern edge of nigeria so a lot of the inspirations that i sort of translate into my clothes i would say are from memories and the lifestyle of my tribe so i know the celebration collection for example which was like a small edit of just three outfits was basically around christmas I grew up in a large family of eight kids, so we didn't get to buy clothes every month, every week, like I see around here. So I, I made that collection as a remembrance of getting just that one special garment at the end of the year. And it was usually very flashy, puff shoulders, like big skirts, and you would wear it the whole day. You eat in that dress. You would almost go to sleep in that dress because it was brand new and you just wanted to show it off to all of your friends or anyone who basically came to the house. So that inspired the celebration edit, hence why there was a lot of like gold, metallics, big shoulders, tie bow details because it was sort of reminiscent of my childhood. And with each collection, there is like a different story I, I tell. I know the other one I did recently in the summer was the Omote the Omote collection and Omote means female or girl in Urubu and the female child in my in basically African cultures is expected to just cook clean be domesticated be seen and not be heard but what I did with that collection was I made robes that you could transform from you know traditional looking robes you would wear in your bedroom or in your house by pulling up a drawstring on the front channel to become this really cool lightweight jacket that you could possibly wear out. So that was my way of saying, you can be a woman, you can be a girl, you can be amazing at home, be a great daughter, wife, mother, but you can still go out into the world and achieve all these other things that if you want to achieve, you can. So that transition from a like traditional robe to something that you could wear out if you wanted to was the message that I tried to pass with that sort of like omote edits. It was really small. It was like four robes, different colorways. So people had options. But I sort of tried to keep each collection or each edit I do really small because I do everything myself from my studio in South London. And I'm trying to do everything sort of made to order. So when the order comes through on the website, that is when I actually cut and make the pieces. 
thankfully i'm not at you know crazy traffic stage i don't get like 50 orders a day but um i'll be able to manage everything i'm still doing my youtube channel as well so that's basically like the inspiration and how i'm able to like execute like orders coming through like week to week for the brand at this point amazing so mm. wow that leads me to another question how many hours do you actually work because i know you have multiple income streams we are going we are coming to, to that like later but <laughs> how many hours do you work a day and a week Ooh. i used to be really bad like i used to work like around the clock but my husband literally had to tell me listen you will work yourself to death if you don't learn to pace if you don't let you pace yourself and give yourself a break, I would work all week, all weekend, and I wasn't taking any time off. And I think in the last, I would say three to four months, we sort of had to structure my time in such a way that I would work from around 9 a.m. to half five or 6 p.m. Okay. and get off work. Because the way our studio is, is the this main room is where I do like the editing and the sewing and the cutting and then we have a separate room as a bedroom and we have another room where my husband works so once i step once i step out of this room i know work is done and i try to i try to not be on my phone i try to not like answer comments or read emails and just give myself that that like time off so i can start again the following day so i would say it's like a typical nine to five at this point i try not to work over the weekends except when i have workshops or when i have a shoot but it's, it's a nine to five at this point i'm trying to keep it that way so when um i am able to like hire a studio in a different location i can still maintain that nine to five and still come home and take care of my family and spend time with my family yeah so it's, it's nine to five at this point basically <laughs> i can't believe this is happening i'm launching the become your own investor course on the 2nd of february in 2021 in this course i'm going to teach you as a fashion designer shop owner or those who would like to become one step by step how you can build a passive income with low budget to create a second stream of income to reinvest into your fashion brand if you would like to be a part make sure you click the link in the show notes or if you're watching on youtube click the link in the info box and get on the waitlist now there are limited places to get the member launch bonus which is a 30 percent discount I'll say it again. There are limited places to get the member launch bonus, which is a 30% discount. So make sure to get on the waitlist now by clicking the link and enter your email. Do you see any, do you recognize anything about your mental health? Like, do you feel better? Can you sleep better or? Oh God, yeah. Uh, sleeping better. Wow, that is like, <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> When I was working on the festival collection, I was dreaming about the clothes. You know, when you worked on something so bad, you start dreaming of dreaming of the things. I was always anxious, worried if people would like the collection, how would it be on the model. So I think after going through that experience last year, I, I really had to like pull back a little bit and just like watch myself so I don't get to the point where I'm working so hard at the detriment of my of my health. It's fine, money will come, chasing money is great, but you don't want to do it to the point where 
you are always anxious and worried about things that are out of your control. So yeah, I think sleeping better, being less anxious is something I would say are like the good um, side effects of working strictly nine to five at this point. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm. So when can we expect a new collection? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I'm actually already working on one. Is that really? sad or is that good? I don't, I don't know how to take long breaks. Yeah, I'm actually already working on my next collection. I've already like decided the lineup. I've picked the fabrics. I think I just need to start working on like the tours and the samples, which I think I will start in January. Um, it wouldn't be a big collection. I think I quite like how I do small collections of like mm -hmm. three to six looks because I don't have to invest a lot of money in the collection and um, it just feels a lot more special. So I say a new collection will probably happen first quarter of next year. Mm -hmm. That's very soon. Mm, yeah. Wow. Pretty soon, yeah. So how long do you take to, to design a collection? How long, how many times, how, like how many weeks or months takes you to come from, from the design to producing? Mm, because at this point, a lot of my, collections are very intertwined so there's something from like a previous collection I just pull up the pattern adjust it and it's ready to make the sample or to get graded but if like it's just from like the first like you've not had any ideas um I would say it takes me or at least the first collection took me about six months to make because I worked with a seamstress I worked with someone who graded my patterns and she did a small production for me. So it was about six months because we started working on the collection in the summer and it was done in around October, which was when I released it last year. Okay. So um, that leads me to the other question. Would you like to produce or outsource the production um, future wise? Because you already did that at the last pro uh, collection, right? You just said mm -hmm. it. Like you work with other freelancers or mm -hmm. companies together. Would you like to give this out of hand like completely one day or are you planning on always pro producing your own, um, the own pieces? I think at this point, um, I want to stick to made to order because it's a business model that I've seen that works for me because when I tried the production, yeah. what happened was I ended up with stock that, I still haven't been able to sell. There's still like one random size XL, one random size L, and I would only be able to probably be able to get rid of those at like a sample sale. So I think for the point being, I would do made to order. And if I get more busy, I'll most likely just hire like a seamstress who would come into the studio and just literally help me make orders that have already come through. So that way I'm not just making pieces that, or sizes that I won't be able to sell, but instead, um, if the traffic increases on the website, if more orders are coming through, I'll just hire a seamstress who okay. comes in two, three times a week to help with the sewing. I think so that's what would, I'll do. That's nice. So you would mm -hmm. always stick to the first order and then produce um, system? Yeah, I think, I think for, the, for, for the time being, I feel like it just worked so well for me, especially with COVID happening yeah it just makes a lot more sense right now it makes so much more sense i love this business model so much and it's so much more sustainable true yeah true. okay next question <laughs> <laughs> um oh yeah i saw that you had 
a pop-up store. Yeah. Tell us more about it. That's so yes. interesting. So, it was it actually went um it went well. I expected it to go a lot a lot better, but it went well because I had the pop-up in March this year. So that was Ooh. just before they are just before the first lockdown in the UK. I think that's why it didn't go as well as I anticipated yeah. it would. But it it was on for a week and it was done with other designers in the space. It was a beautiful space, heart of East London, lots of like footfall coming into the store. And it was something that was organized by a company called Lone Design Club. And what they do is they sort of bring together different independent designers under one roof and just like literally VM the space in a way that works. So that was on for a week. I did make some good sales. I made some great contacts. I worked with some really amazing stylists that I met at that um, experience. And I would say it would have gone a lot better if, if we didn't have the COVID scare because I think people were just not coming out as much towards the end of that week because Boris was already going, well, we might go into lockdown. Everybody be aware. People were already getting panicked. So I... Uh, yeah, I think it could have gone a lot better if Corona did not happen, but it was good. It was it was good. I can't complain, honestly. Oh, so when COVID <laughs> is done, you should do that again. Um, yeah, right? I think I think I will do one, especially because I have some stock with me just sitting in the studio. So I think I might do another pop up yeah. if if things settle down a bit more in the UK. Nice. Mm. So. Would you t- say that COVID hit your fashion brand, sort of, like, or do you, don't you see any changes? <laughs> the funny thing is, I've made more money during lockdown, and let well, me tell you why. <laughs> because I clocked on quickly on the fact that people would not be shopping the kind of garments that I made. Because the pieces that I made in my collections are pieces that you would want to wear out to a mm-hmm. nice event, fashion show, weddings, where you want to like have like that statement piece. So when the first lockdown started, I immediately started brainstorming workshops that I knew I could do during lockdown and digital products that I knew I could sell to keep the business afloat. So I did not even like wait for COVID to hit my business. I was like, okay, what, what are we doing? What, what can we do? <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. That's the smart way. Not sitting in the corner crying oh God, instead no. of going out and creating new products which are digi- yeah. digital and gives you like maybe a passive income stream. Mm-hmm. Okay. So smart. <laughs> um, so do you think that a fashion degree to make it in fashion is necessary or do you think you can just do it and bring out a fashion collection like I feel like every second person is doing right now yeah I don't think the degree is compulsory because there are very well-known designers who didn't even go to fashion school but doing really really great like in their fields so I don't think it's necessary but it sort of gives you that theoretical aspect um it tells you or rather you get to learn like the proper way of how things should be done how a proper mood board should look like, color board, uh, I don't know, where to source for fabrics and the importance of being a sustainable brand over just like being 
every other fast fashion brand there are all these things that you would be sort of educated about when you go to fashion school but you can learn them even when you like work for someone else or when you do an internship at a few different fashion brands so it, i always tell people to intern at two type of places intern at a place that is no big well established so you get that name on your cv you worked at i don't know ralph and russo or burberry or any of these big brands and then also intern at a smaller studio where they do everything in the studio. So from making the patterns, getting the fabrics, how they attend to clients, how they fit clients, because then you get to see the two sides and you can decide for yourself, okay, do I want to be, do I want to aspire to become a more high-end brand, big and um, established in the future? Or do I want to, you know, do something a lot smaller scaled, controlled and a lot more exclusive and just i tell people just at least intern as those two type of places because you really equip yourself with a lot of things that you will not learn in fashion school and if you're fortunate to work at a studio where the designers there are actually very nice and they teach you stuff you will learn a whole lot more technically from your internships than you will from fashion school so it's not a must to have a degree it's a nice thing to have on your cv but it is honestly not a must you can excel without going to fashion school okay, mm. okay let's come to youtube you are quite a biggie out there with 295,000 subscribers <laughs> what, <laughs> what? You actually know the accurate number is like 290. I don't even know if it's 295 or 294. No, it's uh, definitely 95. <laughs> <laughs> so you're almost hitting 300,000 subscribers. That's insane. And you, you, you just said it. You started three to four years ago with YouTube. Yeah. Like, how did you hit this number? I don't know. I guess I, guess I just kept making videos um i think what the turning point for my channel was when i started doing pattern tutorials because i don't think anybody was doing it on youtube the way i was doing it because even like daniel denzo or daniel daniela tabors or um, with wendy all the well-known fashion channels nobody was really doing detailed pattern tutorials the way i was doing it so i think i was very fortunate to have just have done the first video when I did it and recognize that, oh, wow, nobody else actually does it because I like my, it's very my pattern tutorials. I like them to be so detailed that even if you don't know anything about patterns, you can follow through and create the patterns yourself with your measurements or that of your clients. So I think that was the turning point. So now I just stick to that. I sprinkle blogs here and there. I sprinkle sit down, chit chat videos here and there, but I always come back to those like, pattern sewing videos because they're like the core of my channel at this point i love your channel like i'm following <laughs> you for years now it's so nice i'm even having the bell on like kim dave i've really? published a video here so I'm like, yeah! <laughs> it's exciting because you're really in detail and do you think that your complexion influenced in a positive way your channel i've never actually thought of that honestly yeah. Ooh, I don't know. There were, I, I know there are not a lot of women of color doing fashion design. That is true. But I actually never like thought about it. Like, oh, maybe this is a thing or maybe that is why. So maybe it did. 
and I didn't even recognize that it did. Uh, yeah. So for me, I did my research and even before, and I, I don't see anyone in the, in, in the fashion design era area who is a woman of color having so many subscribers as you have. Like, I know Mimi G, they are like, you know, like mm. Latin girl and she, mm. you know, is already doing it, but she's more like the DIY queen with like patterns and then um, people can follow it and they have like, they can buy the, the patterns and then mm. create it. But you are even mm. like doing patterns, like how you said, like people mm. can create the patterns with you. And yeah. I don't see anyone doing this like you, like there's judith and then someone else but mm. not like like as perfect and detailed as you you doing it and i heard an interview maybe you know her erin on demand no um she's within like the online business uh, also a woman of color from america yeah. and she's talking about online business marketing and she grew within like two years to two from zero subscribers to 220,000 uh, su subscribers on YouTube. Wow. So she basically said it herself. She thinks that there was a need for black, for black women to mm. have someone like, you know, being um, inspired by, by another black woman talking about business. That's mm. why she grew that fast. So mm. I was like, maybe this is a thing for you as well. Maybe you were hitting too niche at the time mm. so, and I didn't even recognize I didn't even I didn't even know I was I think for me maybe because I grew up in Nigeria I didn't think about that as a factor I grew around yeah. people who looked like me yeah so coming here I didn't really think about this until now I'm like okay maybe that might have been a reason because YouTube is a space that is dominated by other races but when it comes to like women of color really being on top of like specific niches yeah, that is more. <laughs> that is true. It. Wow, yeah. it's funny how I didn't think about this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's good that you're not thinking about it. I don't think we should focus on something like yeah. that. But yeah. um, recognizing it, maybe that's a factor. That's like mm -hmm. cool. I don't know, like um, to know your audience. Um, sure. I think a lot of black woman might be inspired from you like wow she's making it i can do that too oh look at her collection <laughs> oh, you know like you have this you're you're building a role model these days through youtube and those social media very fast you're like oh my god she's so inspiring let me follow her let me link up or let me see what she else has to offer so mm. i think yeah you inspire a lot of people not only black i don't think it's just black people being inspired <laughs> i hope not no I, I don't think so anyone who really wants to like either like design stuff or start yeah. a business so anything along that lines i definitely think so as, as well mm. so what was your motivation to start youtube it was very random uh, because I, I was still at uni. I was honestly still at uni when I started my channel. And I remember my first video was me dyeing my hair black. It was like totally different from what I'm doing now. And I know one of the people that inspired me to start my YouTube channel was Patricia Bright. She's a well-known British YouTuber. And I just really love her personality and how she's like so open and candid. And I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe I can start this and see where it goes. So I was doing like hauls and trying on clothes and doing different things because I really hadn't 
decided what I wanted to do with my channel, but I was still at fashion school. So I had a friend then, uh, we're still good friends now. And she was like, you make clothes. Why don't you just show people how you make clothes? It's like, it's like, wow. that is a no brainer. I was like, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> that, okay, that, that is true. So I was like, okay, okay. I think I'll, I'll try that. So I know I, I did a vlog where I like, um, follow me to a day in fashion school and people really like that video. So from then I sensed that, okay, maybe this is something that I should explore more. And I just like try different types of garments and try to get as detailed as possible. And I just sort of like stuck with it because it worked. It works. Definitely works. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that COVID impacted your growth? Did you grow like faster or did you grow more in like this year, like 2020? Mm, I didn't grow as much as I grew in 2018. I think 2018 was the year that I saw like exponential growth on my YouTube, my Instagram, um, in terms of like numbers and views. Okay. This year I had a different kind of growth. I think what I had this year was I, I started to grow a lot, a lot more dedicated audience. So like I started seeing the same names, leaving comments on all of my videos, the same group of people sharing my videos, the same um, person leaving comments on my Instagram. So I started to recognize that, okay, the following was becoming a lot more dedicated, a lot more community wise, because I guess people were at home. So they just watched what they enjoyed. They tried out um, projects they enjoyed on my channel. So in terms of like numbers, I, I, I still grew because I'm almost at 300K now. So the growth still happened, but it was, it was different. It was, I think it was a growth that was a lot more deepening in terms of like the relationship between me and my community um, because I, I became, I shared a lot more uh, about myself. I, I showed a vulnerable side of myself, which I'd never done on my channel before. I did that in one of my videos and people were like, oh, thank you so much for sharing that side because there was something that happened in Nigeria where um, the, the police attacked innocent people and that wasn't cute. So I decided to speak up about it. And um, that's something I'd never done with any of my social media accounts before. And I think that just made the connection between me and my audience even deeper because it could connect to that human side of me since I spoke up about something that was real and that was happening at the moment. So. Yeah, it was a different kind of growth, but growth still happened this year. Amazing. Mm. So, um, you also have trials, right? On YouTube. Like a membership. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a paid paid membership that YouTube, YouTube sort of like does. Yeah. I so if, if people wanted to support you, they can do that with, they, they have four different types, right? Or three? Yes. Four different types. Yeah, four so, different things. And the biggest one is 25 euros and they are getting like VIP videos from you, right? Mm. Yeah. Two times a month. Yeah. What is it, what is it about? So I, I would often do um, probably a video where I share where I get my packaging materials or why I talk about, uh, which one did I do recently? I did like an Instagram takeover for another brand on their Instagram. So I asked them for the footage and I put it together and I uploaded that on my YouTube channel. So 
people who were not here had access to watching it. I also did, um, I recently, not recently, but in the past, I had tried out a fabric company called Fabric Swatch. So I did a video where I like opened a swatch box of the fabrics and I just sort of like talked through the different fabrics I got. I also share a lot more personal things like my wedding, which has been canceled since earlier this year, like any progress on that. But yeah, I try to share at least one video that isn't public to everyone else, mm -hmm. just like my paid members, like for them to just see on the, the channel. Nice. Mm. Um, you're smashing it on TikTok. <laughs> oh God, no. <laughs> yeah. I'm embarrassed. TikTok is like the one place that I have so much fun because it's like no i know this is so entertaining <laughs> <laughs> we have to talk about it Fifty thousand, right yeah, Fifty thousand yeah. followers yeah 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 when did you start up with tiktok it was during lockdown i started ah! my TikTok account in lockdown like everybody else did because everyone had a tiktok account <laughs> during the first lockdown Every single person I knew had like opened a TikTok. I was like, okay, I'm just going to have fun on this app because every other social media platform for me is work at this point. So TikTok was the place that I could have fun trends, dance to silly songs, do cool transitions. And one video went viral and I was like, okay, so I guess this is going to... <laughs> Amazing. Do you know what my favorite video is? You're basically filming yourself like through different scenes, how you're working. And then there is a voiceover, maybe from a speech, where a woman is talking about success. Yeah. And I'm getting always goosebumps. I don't know how much I, I, I've <laughs> seen this video. I was like, look at this. I was showing my boyfriend, look at this video. This is so cool. He's like, wow, she's putting so much effort. It's so entertaining. I was like, yes. I was going to put in effort recently when I noticed the numbers were growing. At the beginning, I was just like, oh, this is cool trend. I'll save the sound. And then I'll just like make my own TikTok later on. But I wasn't even thinking a lot about it. I think that's why I was having a lot of fun on TikTok. But in the last few weeks, it's become apparent that I need to take it seriously. So, yeah, I, I have, I'm trying to, like, niche it down to, like, fashion, mm -hmm. business, brand, and just keep it that way because it's becoming a lot more serious than I, I, I thought it would. Can you actually track, like, you can link, I think, two links, right? YouTube, Instagram yeah. or something? Can you yeah. track how many people are jumping to your socials? or uh, like a click rate you, or something yeah you you can check on the analytics on which videos are going viral and usually when you have a viral video whatever link is on your bio will get a lot of traffic so i know i've had two viral videos recently and i got a lot of traffic to my store i got a lot of um sort of like followers on my instagram as well so yeah wow. you can track it on the there's an analytics part in your profile bio back ends that you can see which videos are getting traction and where the people like what part of the world their age their gender so you get a bit of information on that wow. as well mm. so quite an important uh, social media platform for you now it is it is if, especially because of my online store if i want to keep the traffic on the study i need to keep making tiktoks because when people see the clothes or hear about my story or like my inspirations and the video does well it often reflects in my stores um, traffic 
So how do you, how, can you tell us a little bit more about your workflow? How does the workflow looks like? Do you first look for the video, the, the voiceovers and, 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 and songs, or mm -hmm. do you have something in mind and then search for the voice or how, how's it working? In terms of TikTok? Yeah. Um, so I do both. Um, sometimes I would just be on TikTok, watching other people's TikToks. And then if I see one that I want to try, be it a trend or a voiceover or a sound, I would just save it to my favorites and I'll probably try it that week or the next week. But there are other times where um, I, I know when I release like a new style for my barrettes for the store, I knew I wanted to show it on TikTok somehow. So I just made the videos and then I went through the audios and found something that worked. So I often would do like both ways. Uh, I would save sounds I like, but there are other times I would want to like promote a specific product or a new garment I've made. And I would just like put those clips together, find like a sound and just put it on my TikTok. And how many videos do you upload a week? Like, is there something you have to like, how I know that for YouTube in order to grow, it's like, two or one video per week onto yeah. three or four, like to have this consistency. Mm -hmm. um, but what's about TikTok? TikTok, I try to do at least two. Some people say do two a day. I just try to do at wow. least two a week because that's how much I can physically do. But a lot of people will tell you do two TikToks every day and upload them after 3 p.m. because that's when people are on the TikTok app, at least for people in the UK. So they have time to go on the app and check out your video. So yeah, I, I do two a week. Some week I do more, some week I'm only able to do one. Like this week I've only done one. I'm hoping I can do another one maybe tomorrow. But yeah, two is like the number that I try or I aim to get every week for my TikTok account. Okay, wow, two mm. a day. Yeah, I know when I heard that, I was like, two a day, Lord. <laughs> like how, like when? <laughs> yeah, they probably just batch film them and save it, to, save it to their draft and just like upload it. So maybe they film like six in a day. So they have TikToks for the next three days. I think that might be how, because if it's like filming to every single day, makeup, clothes, please. That's like way too much work. <laughs> Alone the makeup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like how long takes it to, to edit like a TikTok? Uh, so like the one I put up today, it literally took me five to 10 minutes because I made my hair. So I just did like a simple transition from my Afro to this hair. So that, that was like a quick nine, mm -hmm. nine seconds TikTok. But if it's one that uh, maybe I'm sharing like my, my journey from the designs I used to make to the ones I make now, it could take me some, like, I'll say 30 minutes because I need to go and, like, download all those old pictures, those old videos, put them on a TikTok app, or even edit them on a, I think it's called Premiere Rush. It's like mm -hmm. a video editing app, so you can edit them there and then export it and put it up on TikTok and add your sound. But it, it usually doesn't take me a long time compared to, like, my YouTube or my Instagram videos. TikTok, I find that... I don't think about it very much. I just like put it together and put mm. it out because once I start thinking about it too much, I've noticed what happens is if I don't get a lot of views, I start to feel, oh, I put in all that effort and I'm not getting in the views. So I'm like, okay, I'm just having fun in this app. I'm just yeah. going to like. And it works, right? Mm. <laughs> it works. <Yeah. laughs> wow. Like in one year. This is amazing. Um, so. 
you talked about it before. I would like to go in like in more in depth. Passive income. You've created yeah. this year a bunch of products. Yeah. Especially a course how to launch a fashion brand, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's it's a book course or like a script. It's course. like a it's like an ebook that mm -hmm. you can download on your phone or your computer and you don't even need to like there nothing is shipped to you basically, it's all PDF format. So okay. So tell us what you offer. Because there are quite some exciting products which are really good. Yeah. So I at the moment, aside from like my collection and um, the physical products. Um, I also curate uh, fabrics that uh, are from Nigeria. So a lot of Ankara prints that my, my audience love. Like whenever I put them up on the store, they sell out really quickly because my sister is the one who picks those fabrics and she has a very good eye for prints and colors. So once they land on the store, people are like snatching them from left, right and center. So I give her credit for that. And in addition to the fabrics, I have a I have a collection called the Makers Corner, and in there I put PDF patterns for like basic bodies, basic skirts. I also have what I call guides. So a guide is a transcribed version of my YouTube video. So I literally watch the video from the beginning to the end, and I type out the steps. So for people who maybe don't have internet to sit and watch the video or who wants those steps and measurements in a written format, they can go and get the guide and either watch the guide as they follow the video or just like follow the guide rather than just like watching the video. Um, so I have the guide for a kimono. I have it for, I think I have it for basic trouser, basic skirts. Uh, I think I have it for those three, and then I have my toolkits, which is essentially like a ebook. Um, the first one I did earlier this year was um, a toolkit that just sort of like guides you to launching your own fashion business. It's 17 pages, and it goes from a checklist that you can do from your first sketch to that final product, and you can just like check each box as you are like accomplish those tasks and in there i also have um different type of boards that you should consider mood board color board trend boards and um the importance of doing the competitor analysis so identifying competitors who already exist and maybe in terms of their pricing the market level they sit at so that way you are informed on where you want your brand to sit and how much you want to price your products and then what else did Evan put inside that business? Up up. So, there, there are a few, yeah, yeah, there are a few different things that I put in that first one. So that list, one is like yeah. a concise um, version. And then the one I did uh, about a month ago, that one is a lot more detailed. It's like 75 pages long. So it's something that you have to like study over like a week or two weeks because it's really detailed. And I go to like business plan, the importance of having one um brand guides um why you should brand your business and how it improves the experience of your clients and different ways that you can be selling your products online in store um being like a digital concession on like wolf and badger or net apote so all these different options that you could consider to sell your pieces that one I did because after I did the first toolkit, I just noticed there were a lot of information that was missing. So I sort of like did a more detailed one. And I did it as a masterclass first. So there are actually 
it was like a Zoom workshop like this. And we sort of went through each page of the book. I sort of like talked about them, gave them more information. And after that masterclass, I sort of sold the presentation as a as an ebook at this point. So it's something that people could purchase on the store as well. And you could also watch like the Zoom presentation if you wanted just that, wanted to have that experience too. So in terms of like digital products, that's all, that's like, that's what I do. I intend to keep adding more because I've realized that they are the products that make me constant money week to week compared to like my clothing, which could come in once a week or once every two weeks. So having that in addition to my clothing helps to really balance out my cash flow for, for my online store. Did you sign up for the member launch bonus yet? Where you get 30% discount? This offer is unique and just available for a short amount of time. After that, there won't be a discount ever again. If you want to change something because this situation hit your brand or might will future-wise, be smart and create a second, more secure and passive income stream. I teach you step-by-step step how to do so from no idea to the finished product. I'll say it again. I teach you step-by-step step how to do so from no idea to the finished product. This is a podcast and YouTube listener discount only. Only you listening right now have the opportunity to get this special discount. You find the link with the list in the show notes and the description box. Yeah. And mm. do you also plan on doing the course, the 70 plus page course also in video because you're kind of the video girl. And I know, mm. you know, that um, video is quite, you know, the lazy way. I'm Googling mm. every in 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 instruction just through uh, um, YouTube. Do mm. you think on making a video course as well or planning on doing a video course? I think I'm slowly getting to the point that I need to because I've been getting requests from people. It's like, when are you going to do a video course? And That's like, a request. Uh, yeah, I'm like, okay. So it's just that it's a lot of work because there's a lot of video clips you need to film. There's a lot of editing. So I think I first need to structure. I need to find out what people want. I'll probably do like a questionnaire on my Instagram or something. I need to find out what people want and then structure it in a way that it makes sense when you're like consuming the course but yeah it's becoming more apparent i need to make one so one yes. like you have so many topics to talk about like i could count I know. like five <laughs> how to create digital products how to smash it on youtube instagram and tiktok and how to make better yeah. like there are so many ideas on creating courses and you can price them higher so you have like even more flowing um income i think mm. like so many people are creating online courses because online courses are like e-learning is just a thing you know yeah yeah, yeah. And, i love and, it and this, once you once you put up the product you don't have to do anything in terms of fulfillment yeah. once the person pays downloads the link that's it like it's very it doesn't require a lot from you as a creator so i will i'll probably do like a video course and more digital products like going into the future because they're they're actually really cool and they yeah. make you very good money yeah. per month Oh, you can... <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah perfect so i ask you of how you time manage it 
to work and still be with a hobby and not always think about your business because I know that business owners are always you know in the mindset of being with on the mind and what did you say what was it like I, I experienced that with my boyfriend right now like we are doing something or we are watching a movie I'm like and I'm thinking I'm like somewhere else he's like what are you doing I'm like oh nothing I'm just thinking I'm like you're not here with me <laughs> do you experience that as well can I ask you that I do. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely fine. I, I do. And uh, it's, it's better on some days. It's worse on some days. It's worse on days that maybe I'm working on a project and I'm, I'm actively thinking about like how to improve the product or get better fabric. So I definitely experience that. I think what I try to do is stay in the moment because I think one thing 2020 has taught me is that life is so short and I've been taking a lot of things for granted. So uh, being in the moments with people in your life, because it won't be around forever. So like actually being present there in the conversation and just like, you know, leaving work and going for a walk or going to a restaurant to have a meal or just doing something that allows you to create a memory with the people in your life. I actually have been trying to do that a lot more intentionally since the whole Corona and everything happened because man, it's like somebody can just be healthy today and be dead tomorrow. Right? Just thinking yeah. about that is so frightening. So Honestly. I don't, yeah, I try not to take people around me for granted, like my family, my husband, even like my audience, my followers, because life is so fleeting. Exactly. Mm how's the how's the situation in 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 england at the moment um we just came out of a second lockdown on the 2nd of december um there is a vaccine and apparently they've started giving it to like older people people like in their 90s 80s and um health workers people at the front line uh i think people have gotten to the point where they just want to live their lives they are tired of being afraid so everyone is wearing their masks trying to be safe but i can tell people are like we've had enough it's like please let us live our lives yeah <laughs> so people are going on holidays people are booking trips but wow. doing those safely yeah people are actually going on holidays i'm like wow you lot do not care it's like wow <laughs> We probably go to the second lockdown like after Christmas. It's planned really? or it's in conversation in yeah, in um in the discussion if we're going. Oh boy. Yeah, I think the UK is going to a third one because people are wow. like Yeah, they haven't said it yet, but I'm just sensing mm. it might happen after Christmas. But let's see, let's see, let's stay hopeful. Mm. Never know. <laughs> yeah. So we have to talk about your last two posts on instagram mm. is this a 3d picture like a 3d like your your clothes were shown is this oh. a 3d model uh yes 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 who did that oh i worked with a really really talented nigerian illustrator called jessica james mm -hmm. uh, she she won um Belisco's competition for something a few years ago so she's really really good and i just got in contact with her i was like listen you need to do we need to work together <laughs> show me the way so yeah i i she did um 
she sort of did uh, the 360 view of the robes and my, uh, uh, like a slip dress that I had done in the summer. So she did the front, the side, the back, and she did it in PNG, which is like when the background is transparent. So that lets me layer the, the 3D model on fabric backgrounds or forest backgrounds or whatever type of background I want. And it just really gives my Instagram a very professional feel now because it just makes the clothes look really expensive. <laughs> yes. I was like, I was scrolling through and I was seeing these pictures. I was like, what? Wow, this is 3D. Yeah, it is. It, I think it's like a, it's a thing in fashion right now. Like, yeah. three, like 3D fashion shows, 3D everything because it's, it's something that allows you to like show your clothes in a new way, gets you to experience your, your yeah. collection in a new way. So it is a thing. And if I can afford it, I actually would really hope to do my next collection like that as well, because that gives you content to put on your Instagram, to put on your store. So yeah, she, she's really good. It was done by illustrations by Jessica James. That's her handle on Instagram. Wow. This is so cool. Is she based <laughs> in England or in Nigeria? She's actually in Nigeria, in Lagos, Nigeria. We did everything via email and Instagram DMs. Yeah, she's so good. Like, so, so good. Did anyone else recognize this as 3D in the comments or not yet? Or did you uh, talk about it before? I sort of, I've talked about it um, earlier this year and people did recognize it. They're like, oh, wow, this is really cool. Who made this for you? It makes like the, the robes look really, really interesting because they're just like floating in air. They look like they're hanging from a human body, but it's just like modeled that way. And yeah, people, people really, really liked it. And I think it gives my Instagram feed a, a, a break from posting products and humans just to have that row of just like mm -hmm. the 3D renders of the clothes. It just gives it a nice break and then I can go back to telling another story with another post again afterwards. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. you have the carousel where can people swipe through and then they see it basically on the human. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I love mm. it. So innovative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> If you would start from scratch, completely from zero, mm. what would you do first and why? Mm. I think I would want to work with a business partner who would help me to manage the finances of my business because I'm, I'm not that great at doing that. And I noticed or I realized just a couple of years in okay if you really want to run this as a business you need to be able to like take track and take note of your incomes and your expenses identify what's making you money um have that business plan edited every six three to six months i'm not very um i would i'm not very business minded in terms of like managing finances in terms of coming up with the ideas I'm, i really excel at that so if i can find a partner who gets me gets how I work and whose job is just to tell me okay you need to do this because this is making you more money or we need to cut back on that because that's costing you too much money or make more videos like that because you're doing really well on YouTube if I had someone like that I think that would be amazing um I think at the moment my husband is who does that for me because it's a lot more technical and I would like to listen to what he has to say because I know he has my best interest so he would tell me, oh, you know, maybe consider doing more digital products 
or do a tutorial that was similar to that one you did because people really liked it and um you need to be careful of your expenses this month you've all you've already spent this much on fabrics why don't you you know just cut back a little bit and like be more conscious um i think that's the one thing i would actually try and do differently if i had the opportunity to start from scratch at this point okay do would you consider to bring in someone like although you're already doing it uh if i am making more money to afford to pay someone i think okay. i will I think the person will be more a manager at this point. At this, like, I think that's what it will be, uh, if more than anything. But yeah. I actually would, I would appreciate that. Yeah. Mm. Ooh, plan stuff is planned. So, <laughs> um, if there is there anything you would have done different, any regrets or big learnings you had in the past you would like to share? Hmm. Uh, I have a few mistakes that I've made, but I don't regret any of them because something I've realized about mistakes is from making them, you learn the lesson and then you just apply it next time you experience that same situation. So um, I think uh, regret is too strong of a word, but I remember my first collection, there was a product I made and I bought the fabric entire roll without testing the fabric and the fabric ended up being very rubbish oh. so, yeah <laughs> and i ended up wasting so much money because i got the fabric produced the entire size run so i had done extra small small up on the way to extra large and i was like oh let me even wash this trouser and see how it washes and you could just oh. see the color coming off in the washing machine and i was like oh my god Oh, so yeah. always do a washing test. Oh, yeah. Especially okay. if you're going to be selling the product to other people. Always. Like, I tell people to get a small swatch or get a meter. Wash it, iron it, stitch it, because then you see how the fabric behaves and you know what to write on your care label. So if there's a fabric that bleeds, you know, you need to tell people, wash separately with other colored clothes or wash on the own or hand wash um so yeah i always advocate for like fabric testing before choosing a specific fabric to work with wow that's a good <laughs> lesson <laughs> <laughs> so what is your biggest learning from 2020 with all what happened mm, uh to to not be afraid to take risks i would say that because um the year just made me realize that um, aside from the whole mortality and people like dying, aside from that is you would only have the opportunities you have for a certain amount of time. And if you don't take that risk, try that new project, try that new garment, whether it looks scary or not, you will never know. And that's something I've noticed with a lot of people who send me messages like, oh, I don't know if it will work. I'm afraid it will come out bad. I'm like, oh, well, if it comes out bad, what's the worst that can happen? It comes out bad. Nobody's dying. Like, just like, take the risk, make the mistake, make the mistake with your chest. Yeah. And then in the future, learn from that and you become a whole lot better from that experience. So yeah, 2020 has definitely taught me, more. take that risk, work with that, contact that stylist, DM that celeb, just do it. Take that leap of faith because 
from trying it out and from taking that risk, you don't know what the outcome will be on until you actually like do it. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of taking risks. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, big leaders even say that they love. Mm. Well, I, I think it's even Gary Vee. I love to I love to make um, mistakes because True. that's the reason why he's growing, or mm. you know, people are growing. Like, mm-hmm. and mostly we learn faster if it if it hurts. True. Yeah. Very true. <laughs> so. <laughs> so tell us where everyone can find you and where we can learn more about you maybe daily and all your Instagram handles, everything. Uh, I am on Instagram and Facebook at Kim Dave Designs. I have three Instagram accounts, uh, Kim Dave Designs, which is like the main one connected to the YouTube channel. And then I have Priscilla Okwan, which is like personal, me on holiday, my new nails, like things are a lot more like... <laughs> personal <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then uh, Kim Dave RTW which is dedicated to my ready to wear like new collections people wearing the products um, if I'm at a pop-up any announcements I usually would share it on the Kim Dave RTW accounts so I have three Instagrams I'm also on Facebook at Kim Dave Designs uh, it's a Facebook page and then I'm also on YouTube at Kim Day Videos. I share all of my tutorials, any new projects I'm working on, I would announce on the community page. Uh, I'm also on TikTok at Kim Dave Design, just design, no S. For some reason, I have, I opened a TikTok last year. I never used it. And I decided to open another TikTok account this year. So I just <laughs> removed the S. So I have two TikTok accounts, but this one is Kim Dave Design. And then I have an online store, fabrics.kimdave.com, where I share and sell all of my ready-to-wear pieces, my digital products, fabrics, DIY kits, and all that good stuff. Yeah, and future-wise, the courses we're waiting on. True. Right? True. <laughs> yes, the courses. I need to write this down somewhere. The courses. Yeah, so 2020, 2021 projects oh, yeah. we can we can we can wait on is courses and what what else? A new collection. Yeah, courses, new collections. Uh, probably like a pop up. I really want to do one. Mm-hmm. Um, almost like a fan meet and greet because I've had people say they want one for um, people in Europe and the UK. So. If COVID manages to settle down, I think that's something I'll be willing to organize. So like a pop-up experience, probably collaborate with one or two other like creatives and we just like rent the store and people can come by, shop pieces and I don't know, chat with me. So that's something, I, that's something I'm really like thinking about doing in the future. Amazing. Do you also do Facebook ads actually about your, for your clothing? Yeah, I do. Okay. I do. And it helps. I find that Facebook ads work for me for my digital products. I get more returns when I promote Mm. like my bodice or like a new toolkit or like a, because I have this DIY kit for like making your own scrunchies and making your own headbands. Those I find people would actually like click on the link and go buy the stuff. I find that what sells my clothes is actually me, which is very strange. Like when I wear a piece and I show how to style it or how it was made, showing that behind the scenes 
or like a TikTok video, which is which works really well. I found that that is what actually gets me sales for my clothing. And uh, yeah, I've sort of just identified different mediums that work for me, marketing and promotional wise, and I just like work with those. That's it. That's it. <laughs> so fun thank you so much those this is this is amazing like oh so many good learnings so many good learnings (laughs) and you 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 taught me you taught me a few things as well there were some things that you mentioned that i wasn't even aware of until you mentioned it so i think it was it was both ways like i learned some about myself as well and this was really really good i enjoyed this i can't wait wait to put this out and share this with everyone because everyone (laughs) i feel like has to hear that (laughs) so thank Thank you so much thank you so so much thank you for having me my pleasure Thank you for listening. And if you saw the broadcast on YouTube, thanks for watching. Don't forget to rate this podcast positive on iTunes if you liked it or give me a thumbs up on YouTube and tell me what I should talk about next or which guest I should invite. You'll find all the details of my guest today in the show notes and in the description box below. You'll find me on YouTube as Adriana-Morena, on my website adriana-morena.com and the podcast show is the fashion boss show on youtube itunes and every other podcast platform until next time socials bye